We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the 24th of April. The year is 2008, and this is the Animal Farm. My name is Ben Miller, and I'm joined by my anti-establishment cohorts, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyatt on the soundboard. Hello. Got a great deal to talk about tonight, folks. Limbaugh is calling for riots and anarchy in Denver during the D Democratic National uh, Conventions. <laughs> We're also going to be talking about the growing uh, prison population here in the United States. And we're going to be playing a brand new Law or Lie, a ridiculous article of the day coming up straight ahead. You are on the farm. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is the Animal Farm Radio Show on Me and the People Radio Network. Call in 512-646-1984. No longer do we have the 888 number, as many of you know. You can also instantly message us at Animal Farm Show, one more, that's AIM. We will be joined in studio tonight by Charles Ratner, I promise, folks. I know it's been a long time. we got a lot of ground to make up here, Ben, and hopefully yeah. maybe one of us can get the, the thing right tonight. We should have a rule that we can't always pick the same thing. Either way, um, so yeah, that's the story. Laura lies second hour. Stay tuned for that America's favorite game show, as you all know. Uh huh. And as we are trying to continue our Animal Farm trend of uh, starting the show with some funny, non-funny news, you might want to ask the little ones to leave the room for this one. New Jersey officer allegedly performed sex acts on cows, <laughs> but it's also tied in with the second story here. But I'm trying to figure this out for myself. He's also previously charged with sexual assault on three girls, which again is not funny. So there is a very animal farm taste to this one. Morristown, uh, New Jersey, out of CBS. More charges have been filed against a Burlington County police officer who was recently charged with sexually assaulting three girls. How horrible. Authorities announced Morristown officer Robert, Robert Amelia Jr., excuse me, age 38, has been charged with four counts of animal cruelty after allegedly, allegedly uh, engaging in sex acts with cows. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is June and December of 2006. It, it's like two articles put in one. I don't understand this thing. Mealy. That's the wrong animal. Mealy and his former girlfriend, Heather Lewis, were both previously charged with three counts of aggravated sexual assault and one count of criminal sexual contact with three girls in his Pemberton home from 2003 into 2006. It really it makes you Whoops. scratch your head, I guess. It's crazy. <laughs> Get this. Mealy is being held on $510,000 bail. <laughs> I don't think crazy. It's strangely liberating, isn't it? It really is. I don't think he'll be making bail anytime soon unless he hits uh, New Jersey Law. And just one more for you to soften you up. Taser shock triggers fire in man's pants. Uh, so we have, yes, three alarm fire. Fire. That's right. Fire. 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 <laughs> oh, God. These taser stories are just to get worse and worse. A Hamilton man tasered by police in, is in hospital after the stun gun ignited a flammable object in his pants, burning him. The incident is under review by Ontario's Special Investigations Unit, which probes all police-related deaths and serious injuries. According to the SIU, police were called to a Queenston Road apartment in Hamilton's East End around 9 p.m. Thursday. Quote, three officers went there in response to a disturbance call, said SIU spokesman Frank Phillips yesterday. During the interaction, an officer discharged his taser, a flammable object the man had in the waistband of his pants, ignited. The man, age 31, was burned on his hand and thigh. He was taken to a Hamilton, Hamilton General Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, question, Ben, what could possibly be in a waistband of your pants and flammable? I have no clue. That's what I want. I mean, what is he, transporting sort. gasoline or something? Don't me, bro! Oh my word! And uh, this is uh, kind of this is back, you know back to the important news now, Ben. This is something that you touched upon uh, weeks ago, but another update. A lot of updates tonight. U.S. prison population now dwarfs that of other nations. And this is out of the International Herald Tribune. The United States has less than five percent of the world's population, but it has almost a quarter of the world's prisoners. Yes, folks, it's true. <clears throat> Indeed, the United States leads the world in producing prisoners. A reflection of a relatively recent and now entirely distinctive American approach to crime and punishment. Freedom. Yes, thank you, Ben. Americans are locked up for crimes, from writing bad checks to using drugs. That would rarely produce prison sentences in other countries. And in particular, they are kept incarcerated for longer than prisoners in other nations. Criminal. Yeah. <laughs> it is freedom, is it? And people wouldn't believe this unless you brought this. I think this yeah. is such a an important uh, story to tell people. It's you know it's not in their face. Uh, one more part of it, though. Criminologists and legal scholars in other industrialized nations say they are missing mystified and appalled by the number and length of American prison sentences. So the uh, United States has... For instance, I love freedom. Yeah, the USA has uh, 2.3 million criminals behind bars. 2.3 million. More than any other nation, according to data maintained by the International Center for Prison Studies at King's College London. You're so, a criminal, and you deserve to go where you're yeah, going. Yeah, I, I'm well, just to give, to give people a, a little perspective here, China um, has four times more, uh, more of the populace than the United States. As in a distant second with the most number of, uh, of uh, people behind bars, 1.6 million. They have four times our population and uh, much less people behind bars. It's yes. incredible. It's freedom. It's something that I'd like to explore more, Ben. I, you know, my first gut reaction to why 
the why and the where about it is, you know, I think a lot of people are being in prison for drug-related crimes. Yeah. And, and you know, shoplifting, God knows what else. And, and we, mm-hmm. we talk about stories so often about something happening, and then all of a sudden it's this huge jail sentence. But you look at the numbers, and it, it's hard to believe that the land of the free is literally the land of the most people uh, incarcerated. And, yeah. it's, you know, it's not an attack on America, and we're not saying we'd rather be in China. No, absolutely not. But you have to look at the numbers, folks, and you have to look at America and the trend. And there's plenty of stories tonight out of the police state realm, believe me, yeah. uh, that we will talk about. Um, that you know that coincide with the story. You know we have uh, the, the the police officers in New York City now in the subways with. Uh, I'm, I'm talking police officers, not army, not military, uh, with machine guns and dogs and you know bomb stuffing dogs. And and then we also have to touch upon the North American Union uh, update, the SPP update with uh, New Orleans where Bush met. You know we got a lot of stuff to talk about there. So you know folks, this is uh, once again this one was out of the International Herald, Herald Tribune. This is the uh, U.S. prison population dwarfs that of other nations. Folks, get this article, get this story out to friends and family. Just, just you know, get um, get some feedback, and we'd love to hear from you tonight. Five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. Let them know how free we are as a country. You know, it's, it's just it, to me, it's a really powerful story that again is not intrusive. It's not you know in the conspiratorial realm. God forbid you ever talk about that. It's but at least it, exactly, it's numbers. And if you don't believe, if, if they come back with, oh well, you know, it's up to London. What the hell? They know there's plenty more articles where this came from. And, and again, Ben touched upon this a couple of shows ago, so it's not new news. <laughs> it's uh, it's been going on. It's just been expanding, I guess. So I guess we're. Gonna get even worse with it. Um, really, is, uh, we have a sheriff right here that's uh, basically running and saying that he believes crime is terrorism, and he put forward a, a sign that says, "Good job, crime man. is terrorism." I'm glad you got and it. And this is kind of just the way that it, you know most police officers out there think. I, I would say, you know, if you're a criminal, you're a terrorist, and it, that's kind it's of it's on his it's on his campaign, no. uh, not on the website, but it's on his sign. There's a sign in the street there. You know, it says, uh-huh. "Crime is terrorism." Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and you know, Lee Rogers points out in this article, uh, you know, Section 802 of the Patriot Act basically states that anybody that violates federal and state law is considered a terrorist, a domestic no. terrorist. So... It's incredible. He's using it as his campaign slogan, though. That's what that's what makes it just makes you think. And you know how far consumed are people mentally? I mean, this is completely not true. This statement is false. All terrorism is crime, maybe, but not all crime is terrorism. Come on, yeah. I mean, it's, that's natural uh, logic, at least. I don't know, maybe not. Um, so you know, you just couple this with all the stuff going on, and literally, it's one thing to have this in a bill that's being, tra- you know, it's, they're trying to get passed. But this is actually a guy running for office, uh, sheriff, uh, and t- he says in Texas, right, Ben? He's, uh, He's evil. So. Not positive. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Department of Justice data now comes out and says more uh, military are forced to stay in the army, more people in the army. The army has accelerated its policy of involuntary extensions of duty due to bolster its troop levels, despite Defense Secretary Robert Gates' order last year to limit it. Pentagon records now show Gates directed the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the service secretaries to minimize mandatory tour extensions, known as stop law. In quotes. In January 2007, by May, the number of soldiers affected by the policy had dropped to a three-year low of 8,540. Since then, however, the number of soldiers forced to remain in the army rose 43 percent to 12,235 in March. So, Ben, I mean, this is an ongoing story. We always talk about 
how the troops uh, always seem to get the raw end of every single thing, whether it be health care, finance, uh, help, whatever. And then in this case now, the tours, the tour of duties that are going on now. And don't take our word for it. Of course, you can just talk to anybody who's served and is still around. But the tours of duty are just unbelievable. <clears throat> and, and we all know that the, the numbers are decreasing for volun- volunteers in almost every facet. So, you know, yeah. how, the Army's just trying to figure out a way to keep their numbers high. So it's, it's a real problem. And, and again, of course, the, the people who are suffering are the ones who are the brave uh, people who are serving our country, the Army, the military in general. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, just one more problem that we, we need to fix. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in other news and breaking news, somewhat, uh, somewhat breaking news, I should say, Wesley Snipes has been sentenced. Three years in jail he's going to be getting. Mm. And, uh, you know, he, they tried to uh, give him probation, or he asked, I guess, for probation. And uh, I guess some of his friends asked as well. I got I got a letter here from Denzel Washington to the judge, and also Woody Harrelson uh, to the judge. And I'll read a little bit of Denzel Washington's. I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. He says, "Honorable Judge Hodges, it has been said that great leaders build their lives upon simple principles. I was fortunate enough to meet Wesley Snipes over 20 years ago, and have called him a friend since that first day. We have worked together, laughed together, shared our knowledge with one another, and respected each other throughout those years. I've been I've seen and am aware of principles on which he has built his life: honesty, truth, and courage. In the motion picture industry, it is easy to fall into the world of gossip and petty talk." Yet he has always been the pillar of dignity, distinction, value, and powerfully intended integrity. He always puts principles before personalities. Wesley is like a tree, a mighty oak. He stands for so many, like a tree planted by streams of water with leaves that do not wither. Many who know him have witnessed the fruit of his labors, have sat in his shade, and have even been protected by his presence. I am proud of him, proud to call him a fellow thespian, and most importantly, proud to call him a friend. I hope that sharing my observations will you, with you will assist you in making your appropriate decision in this case. Signed, Denzel Washington. To the, to the so, very eloquent in, in yeah. his writing. I'm not sure if it was him or if it was his publicist, who knows? But uh, very, very eloquent writing. And it is a shame that Wesley Snipes uh, knowingly, um, it's a shame that he got arrested for for what he did. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't been following the case very closely. I know that he was uh, obviously in a, in a battle here. I, I thought it was going well for him for a while. I thought that he had at least had some victory there. Uh, but again, I haven't been following the case. And uh, yeah, I mean, jail. You know, it, it begs the, the question that many will ask after seeing Aaron Russo's freedom to fascism. And that is, well, even if there is no law, are you, are you going to be a rebel and not pay and then have the goon squad come to your house? Uh, and that's kind of a question that maybe, uh, you know, might be interesting to get some feedback on. I mean, listen, if there is no law and it's illegal to be paying uh, federal income tax, you know, we all know that whoever's got the guns, in this case the IRS, and the, they, they therefore have the power, yeah. are you not going to pay taxes? Um, again, it, there's the question, because then they can come to your house and by force do it, what they want with you, take your land, levy your house, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, hey, listen, I, I love the Ed and the Lane Browns of the world. I think it's important to make a statement and to peacefully protest, but hey, you know what happened to them, and... You know, business is business. I don't. I don't know. There, there's the question, maybe of the night. You know, uh, argue for or against paying taxes, even if they are illegal. And I'm not trying to back down, but uh, you know, maybe there are better ways. And even like the Alex Jones mentality goes, maybe there are better ways to fight the, the enemies. Maybe the New World Order, in your case, or the government, whatever. Uh, maybe the better way is to just pay the taxes and then fight them on the radio. I don't know. You know, I, I thank you, Alex. So um, one more update here. Uh, again, this is another one, Ben. You, uh, you seem to have brought up really good stories over the last few weeks and months 
But the the device that you talked about to get rid of teenagers off of, I guess, doorsteps oh, is mom. now yeah more conflict surrounding it. This is the uh, the device that drives away teen loiterers. So again, folks, this is the audio device that only teens can hear, and it's you know mounted on a doorstop, or whatever. A wall-mounted gadget designed to drive away loiterers with a shrill, piercing noise, audible only to teens and young adults, is infuriating several liberties groups and tormenting young people after being introduced into the United States. So I'm surprised off the bat here. I didn't think that many people were going to implement these things, but I guess they are. Oh, wow. And here you go. Almost 1,000 units of the device called the Mosquito have been sold in the United States and Canada after the product did, uh, debuted last year, according to Daniel uh, Santel, the North America importer of the device, sold under the company name Kids Be Gone, Ben. Kids Be this Gone. This is the name. I, I don't remember that part of it. Kids Be Gone. <laughs> I think he's pro-life. Okay. The high-frequency sound has been likened to fingernails dragged across a chalkboard or a pesky mosquito buzzing in your ear. It can be heard by most people in their teens and early 20s who still have sensitive hair cells in their inner ears. Uh, this article goes on to say the device has royal civil liberties groups in countries where it is use, where it is in use, pardon me, including England, Australia, and Scotland. I can't be here. Yeah, not surprise there. England's government-appointed Children's Commission proposed a ban. Uh, that group describes it as a weapon that infringes on the basic rights of young people and claims that it could have unknown long-term health effects. And to me, that's the question, Ben. Yeah. I mean, is this, is this damaging at, at a younger age, especially when uh, you know ears are more sensitive, people can hear more? Is this damaging at all? Yeah. And if, if so, then it should have never been introduced in the first place. I think it goes without saying. So, Plenty more when we come back. I have a very big gripe with WorldNet Daily that I'll explain when we get back. AnimalFarmShow.com is the website we shall return. HempUSA.org is now offering free shipping worldwide to better serve our customers. Our goal is to get these fine hemp products to you in the least amount of time so you can enjoy what the powder seeds and oil can do for you. HempUSA.org has a warning that the U.S. food supplies are dangerously low, and we urge you to protect your family with hemp storable foods today. Tomorrow may be too late. Call 908-691-2608 or visit HempUSA.org. This incredible food source is loaded with enzymes so your body can digest the food you eat. And it creates an alkaline environment where cancer can't grow and parasites cannot live and brings funguses, viruses, and bacterial levels down and to a halt. Try our powder seeds and oil today. Call 908-691-2608 or visit hempusa.org. If the body has the proper nutrition, it will heal itself. Ask yourself. Why does our government not allow this crop to grow in the U.S.? This product is also great for pets and animals. Call 908-691-2608 or go to hempusa.org today. Henry David Thoreau once said, There are a thousand hacking at the branches of evil to one hacking at the roots. Are you going to be one of the thousand striking at branches? Or are you going to be one of the few striking at the root of evil? G. Edward Griffin is definitely one of the few striking at the root, and he is coming to UT. Mr. Griffin is the author of what many consider to be the expose on the Federal Reserve, the book entitled The Creature from Jekyll Island. Mr. Griffin is here to present a message whose time has come, Freedom Force International. Sponsored by UT's very own Project for a New American Citizen, he will be speaking at Jester Dorm in room A121A, located at 21st and Speedway at 8 p.m. on April 29th. For more information, go to pnacitizen.org. This event is free to the public and will be followed by a book signing at Brave New Books on 1904 Guadalupe, Suite B, downstairs in the Chase Bank building. 
We hope to see you there and bring a book to get it signed. Deadline Live and Jack Ludd are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. We just want to give you a, a, a view of what's happening in this country, and one of the things that we can do is, is read articles from people that were in there. The White House press room is what we're going to focus on tonight. We have a, an article here written by Eric Brewer, and he's basically uh, describing a situation of what happened in the White House press room, and it kind of just gives you an insight of, of the type of tone and the feeling that's happening inside. So I'm going to, I'm going to read this for you here. It's a pretty good article, pretty short. White House press secretary Dana Perino fled from the briefing room on Wednesday after just 11 minutes, leaving more than one reporter frustrated and unable to ask a question. Although this was my fourth visit in a row, which Dana or her deputy, Tony Ferrato, had refused to call on me, yesterday was the first time that other reporters were left hanging, too. I'm not sure why this time was different. Maybe she was rattled by Helen Thomas, who asked more or less the question I wasn't permitted to ask the previous Wednesday and Friday. Helen Thomas asks, The president has publicly has publicly several times in two consecutive news conferences a few months ago, and you have said over and over again that we do not torture. Now he has admitted that he did did sign off on torture. He did know about it. So how do you reconcile this credibility gap? And the uh, White House press secretary he says, says Helen, you're take, uh, Helen, you're taking liberties with what the president said. The United States has not is not torturing and any detainees in this global war on terror and general hayden amongst others has spoken on capitol hill fully in this regard and it is i'll leave it where it is the president is accurate in saying what he said and then she writes back she, she asked back you're denying in this room that we torture and have tortured right house press secretary says yes i am denying that helen thomas then turns turned around in her seat, looked at all her colleagues, shook her head in disgust, and asked sadly, where is everybody, for God's sake? Yeah. And the, the reporter here, Eric Brewer, says, I was waving my hand, but I'm ashamed that at that point I didn't jump in with my version of the question, which was, he states, the president admitted that he knew about the 
about and approved of meetings at which Vice President Cheney and other top national security officials authorized the waterboarding of prisoners. Senator John McCain had said that waterboarding is torture. Is Senator, is Senator McCain wrong? So I just kind of wanted to read this to you, give you a, a, a little insight of what's going on in the White House press room, how reporters are afraid to ask questions, follow-up questions, and you have this old woman in there, Helen Thomas, asking a, a very important question to the White House press secretary. White House press secretary just flat-out lies about it. Open, openly, 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 yeah. openly lies Admittedly. About it. And she turns around and says to her colleagues, where are you? Where is everybody? Right. Where are the questions? Welcome right. to the White House. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I, I feel her pain. The, the, you know, the press has a job, and it's not to smear the truth. It's to, it's to find out what's going on. And, yeah. and you could look at it from different angles. But to me, Ben, tonight, the theme for me is just complete spin uh, in almost every realm. Okay, so you bring up this the fact that we have Press Secretary Dana Perino, although quite attractive, <laughs> um, is completely full of... Crap, crap, yeah. and Thanks, baby. but almost like pr not proud of it in a way, but openly full of it. And she's like, "Well, okay, next question." Doesn't even care, you know. And yeah. I, I don't think we've ever seen yeah. something this uh, this bad when it comes to press secretary. She, in my opinion, is the most flagrantly. I don't know, bad, for lack of a better word, bad. Yeah. I don't know what to say. And then the spin on other, uh, yeah. and I, like I said before the break, I have this huge gripe with World Net Daily, which I'll get to, but we also have Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton, or Hillrod, coming out now, Ben, with some of the most, in today's society, right-wing stuff. And again, this is why it's such political spin. Right-wings are supposed to be conservatives. Conservatives are supposed to be conservative and yet you know you have all this complete spin and that's why people don't know what's up and what's down anymore uh -huh. you have hillary clinton literally coming out saying we will bomb iran if i become president um and there's so many things to talk about tonight but first off i gotta get to this world net daily thing because it, it's just killing me here world net daily as many of you know uh is supposed to be this their self-proclaimed conservative website okay fine mm -hmm. so and a lot of stories i i read off of the site i actually agree and, and and you know i enjoy reading them but they have this big beef about this new uh TV show, uh, OMFG, it's, you know, it's this blatant sex ad for this new show coming out, and they you know, and they're up in arms about it, because it's, you know, it's for kids, and kids are getting the wrong idea, and I'm, I'm cool with that, fine, no problem, but to the left of this ad, I was, I was just looking at, you know, to the left of the, sorry, I've seen these little, you know, web ads, they have this uh, website, thoseshirts.com, okay. apparently, this website sells conservative t-shirts so you have like you know no more hillary or imagine no liberals or you have alcohol tobacco and firearms you know, <laughs> pro gun you know stuff you'd expect from republican and conservatives mm -hmm. one of them says i'd rather be waterboarding <laughs> i swear to god if you go to worldnetdaily.com and you look up this onfg it's the first story on the site right now they literally have a t-shirt that says i'd rather be waterboarding and again my gripe is and maybe i'm making too much of a big deal out of it but how could you possibly call this a conservative T-shirt when it openly proclaims that I'd rather be torturing someone? Because torturing is not conservative. Or waterboarding isn't torture. You know, it's, again, it's just amazing how people are just completely duped and asleep. And uh, I don't know, I don't know. If I ever see someone with a T-shirt, uh, there's going to be problems. It, it's just, it's absolutely unbelievable. Tell me what is so conservative about torture. I, I, it's not even a liberal T. It, it's literally a, you know, it's... It's a sadist T-shirt. I'd rather be torturing someone. I mean, look, I'd rather be fishing. I'd rather be camping. Okay, fine. You know, get off the road. Yeah. I'd rather be waterboarding. 
it's gone to ridiculous lengths, and I don't know when it's going to end. The sound of America that's happening right now. It really is, and you know, hey, maybe some of you are saying, "Ah, oh, my God, you're just making too much of a big deal about." It. Oh, maybe I am, but I'm just, I'm so sick of this. The polarization has gotten even worse now because it's not just about left and right. It's like left is supposed to be somewhere in the middle of right and left, and right is not even close to conservative. It's just uh -huh. complete BS. And now I do have the clip here of Hillary Clinton. Just listen to this. Iran, some language recently, you said if Iran were to strike Israel, there would be uh, massive retaliation. Scary words. Does massive retaliation mean you'd go into Iran, you would bomb Iran? Is that what that's supposed to suggest? Well, the question was, if Iran were to launch a nuclear attack on Israel, what would our response be? And I want the Iranians to know that if I'm the president, we will attack Iran. And I want them to understand that, because it does mean that they have to look very carefully uh, at uh, their society. Because whatever stage of development they might be in their nuclear weapons program in the next 10 years, during which they might foolishly consider launching an attack on Israel, we would be able to totally obliterate them. That's a terrible thing to say, but those people yeah. who run Iran need to understand that because that perhaps will deter them from doing something that would be reckless, foolish, and tragic. And I want the Iranians to know that if I'm the president, we will attack Iran. Yeah, this replays what she said there. Shut up! I mean, it's you shut up! You shut up! You shut up! <laughs> For anybody, yeah, for anybody listening who, who still thinks that Hillary Clinton is going to give you change if elected, um, well, listen to this clip. Anybody who needs to prove that she, I mean, she sounds like Bush or McCain. She sounds worse than McCain when it comes to now all this pro-war talk. And, it, you know, it doesn't make matters worse. And you have this uh, story about Bush saying now that he's confident about creation of a Palestinian state. And, and I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm not trying to stir up that controversy. All I'm saying is that this show is basically dedicated to so many of the issues and problems that we have in this country that literally need to be fixed yesterday and need to be fixed now at the very latest, and are not being fixed at all from any of the public servants in our government. And you have Bush saying that um, he's confident that a Palestinian state will be uh, achieved. I'll read some of this here. Bush is meeting with Palestinian President Muhammad Abbas. yielded more commitments to peace, but no immediate breakthroughs. The White House framed the conversation as a chance for Bush to learn how he can personally advance the stalled peace process when he visits Israel and other Mideast nations. And the first stalled of all, peace process that he caused. Yeah. Bush has nothing to do with peace. I mean, look, you can't even argue that. I don't care if you're fine. I don't care if you're a fan of Bush or not. He has nothing to do with peace. He has been all war since 9-11, okay? And uh, here's his quote. I assured, uh, I'm not sure if this is who's saying this. Yeah, Bush said this. I assured the president that a Palestinian state is a high priority for me and my administration. Bush said this. <laughs> with Abbas at his side at the Oval Office. Now, again, I'm not against Jewish people. I'm not against Palestine. I'm not against any of that. All I'm saying is that aren't there any other priorities that are more important right now for America? Helping America, securing the border, none of this health care. we got plenty more to talk about tonight, folks, and we will prove the point. Animal Farm Show, we shall return. You are a donkey, Mr. Bush. Hi, my name's Don Wiskin, and for over seven years I've been telling people about Cardivite. Here's Dr. John Matson, a naturopathic doctor, and his views on Cardivite. 
I would like to thank you, Don, for making my job so much easier because your products just make it so simple, right? To fool around with a lot of exotic things that don't work. We can just put them on Cardivite and things start to work almost right away. I've had dozens and dozens of patients with heart problems who have corrected them. And what it's doing, there's so much garlic in there that has a yeast-killing effect. That yeast is a big problem in the gut, pushes the liver heart. It also has metal chelating effect. And most of the other herbs in there find that strengthen the arteries. They help to neutralize free radicals. Your remedy is as close to what we do in our program as you can get as far as one supplement goes. It's working on the gut, it's working on the liver, it's working on the arteries. What more can you ask for? To learn more, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P dot com. Times are tough right now, but there are a lot of different ways to get ourselves out of this mess. Providing for our own food, water, and power are a good start. As you may have heard by now, Ken Solar has been configuring alternative energy packages for over a decade. One of Ken's most popular items right now is the new solar-powered generator. For a lot less than you'd expect, this portable system can chop up nearly a third of your electric bill. Getting yourself onto solar power is one of the most liberating things you can do for yourself and your family. The solar-powered generator will run your lights, fan, electric blanket, your refrigerator, and a whole slew of household items. Visit Ken's website at kensolar.com for free downloads, free videos and how-tos, and, of course, the new solar-powered generator. Enter the GCN coupon code during your order and save an additional 10%. Get a solar-powered generator now from kensolar.com. That's kensolar.com. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. Welcome back to the farm, everybody. Animal Farm Radio Show. Number to call in, 512-646-1984. we got a couple of calls in. We're going to hold off just for a second. I want to finish this. Trying to make some sense here, folks, of the, the dismal situation that our country is in, the several uh, hundred problems that we talk about on a daily, weekly, slash basis here. And, again, this one here, and I'm not trying to make a you know a real religious debate here. It just happens to be this article that really is, is it just it, you know, having me shake my head here. But, again, this is about Bush saying that he's confident about, uh, about creation of a Palestinian state. 
state and is openly saying that, you know, it's a high priority for his administration. And I take offense to this. I, it really pisses me off, frankly, because, and, and no, again, nothing against Israel or anything like that. It's just that we have so many issues here that are that nothing has been done about. I mean, just the border issue, the health care issue, the economic issue, despite the dollar, you know, gaining points in a couple of days uh, past. So many issues we talk about every single week here, and you know I never hear Bush come out ever in saying uh, that those issues are a high priority. But of course, he uh, I want to repeat this Bush to learn how he can personally advance the stalled peace process when he visits Israel and other Middle East nations in May. This is out of Yahoo News, and this is to quote President Bush again, just to make the point. George I assure, w. Thank you, George. I assure the president that a Palestinian state is a high priority for me and my administration. Bush said with Abbas at his side in the Oval Office. The U.S. president added, "I'm confident we can achieve the definition of a state. I'm also confident it's going to require hard work." Bush's direct involvement in the peace process reflects a late push to score an elusive deal, one that could reshape a region of burnish uh, and burnish his legacy. Excuse me, but he's up against the formidable, formidable and familiar challenges that separate Israelis and Palestinians, plus a diminishing window for action. His term ends in January, and many experts say the chances of a deal remain slim. How long so, have these two organizations been at war with each other? And Bush is going to fix this problem now, yeah. like he fixed Iraq. George W. is going to come out and, and just George fix, W. Handle the problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and, and you know, piggybacking off that article right there, where he talks about the Palestinians need to have their own state. Another article right here coming out of the Washington Post uh, today: Israelis claim secret agreement with U.S. Yeah, um, and he, he basically a letter that President Bush personally personally delivered to then Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon four years ago has emerged as a, as a significant os obstacle to the president's effort to forge a peace deal between the Israelis and pas Palestinians during his last year in office. Idu Almert, current Israeli Prime Minister, said this week that Bush's letter gave the Jewish state permission to expand the West Bank settlements that it hopes to retain in the final peace deal. So he's giving them a quote-unquote secret agreement for them to expand again expand even more into a palestinian state and then says oh we want the palestinians to to have a state so they basically want pushing palestinians into a corner and giving them a box to live in yeah and, you know, and maybe i shouldn't be angry but i know about this i know that the you know, the priorities surrounding this administration is specifically and other administrations but this one specifically i know that they have nothing to do with keeping america afloat improving what is the greatest country in the world uh, and that is america i know this already but again it's blatant how and how obvious it is that you know they just don't give a damn about America. That really ticks me off. And on top of that, how many people still think that this guy's doing a good job? Thirty percent. I still have trouble believing that even thirty percent of this fading republic that is America still thinks this bastard is doing a good job. It makes me ill, uh, sick to my stomach. And you know I don't know what to tell you. Chris in Texas, go into the phone. So you're on the animal farm. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Yeah, I wanted to, to make the point that I highly doubt that uh, Iran would uh, uh, even risk a first strike, a nuclear strike on Israel. Um, first of all, it would have to be pretty limited uh, unless they wanted to totally sacrifice all of the poor Palestinians that they're concerned about. Because Israel's not a big country. So if they nuke Israel, they're killing a bunch of... of um, is uh, Palestinians as well? Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I, I, well, I would agree. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not a, I'm no expert and, on uh, politics and, over there, but I don't, I don't think they're going to risk it. I agree. It's common knowledge, common knowledge that Israel has what was it between two to four hundred nuclear warheads? I mean that that we 
more or less know of. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like um, Rambo playing the victim. Exactly. So can't these people take care of themselves? Can we, yeah, exactly. yeah, can we start taking exactly. care of our own friggin' country for once? It's a, it, it just what kills me, Chris, and I don't, I'll let you finish your point, but what really, really kills me is even though we do face challenging issues in this country, I still feel that within, you know, within six months we could do so much good and, and you know, completely change course, if you will, with so many problems. If we could just focus our money and our political uh, time and, and our, you know, if everybody can just get together and do the right thing for the country, we could change so many of these problems and not have to worry about them. Yeah. But again, our president's on the news openly saying that, you know, it's a top priority for him to have a Palestinian state. And maybe that's, yeah, and again, no matter what, I mean, look, if it was if it was Italy, I would be saying the same thing. I'm Italian. It's not to open up a, a religious debate. And you know what? If you think I'm an anti-Semite, call and let's have this debate five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. But Chris, finish your point. Oh, it, that's. I mean, it's just when you just really start to think about it, it's ridiculous. A, a, a nuclear first strike from is uh, from uh, Iran. It, it would be stupid on their part. I don't care how how fervently radical and freaked out you may think they are. It would be suicide. suicide. Yeah, absolutely. Suicide, and Chris, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's just a, a, a stupid point that that uh, that certain people here make, so that you know we can uh, you know flex our muscles and and uh, and threaten the rest of the world. That's yeah, all. Chris, it's 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 a, it's a it's a bull of crap. It's a whole it's a whole oh, sense yeah. of nonsense. It's the exact yeah. same thing that it, they it, did. It is infuriating. Anyway, it's the exact same thing that they point. did, Chris, with. Thanks for the call, Chris. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, it's the, it's the exact same thing that they did with Iraq, where they were talking about, uh, you know, Saddam. We can't let him get nuclear weapons. He's got he's got nuclear weapons. And <laughs> yeah. We can't we can't let him have him. He's going to go crazy and he's just going to start bombing people um, as if he's suicidal. You, right. you know, you know what I mean? It's just they pulled a crazy act with everybody. This guy's crazy, so we have to stop him. He's bananas. He's nuts. If he gets a nuclear weapon, he's going to start bombing all these countries in the in the Middle East, and that's what's going to happen. It's just it's it's nonsense. It's utter nonsense. Problem, reaction, solution. The only way they can get away with it um, is by duping the public and having people so dumbed down. They don't even. You know, people don't even understand uh, what happened in the 70s and 80s. They have no idea that our government sponsored terrorism. You try to talk to people and tell them this and say, "Look, you know, I don't like it any more than you do, but it's it, it's happening." And it's it's so important to acknowledge just the basic facts yeah. of what has happened and what is happening. The now. historical aspect of it is so important, especially when you look at Iran too. Right. You look at you look at Iraq, okay? They're like, uh, we we funded Saddam, we gave him everything, sure. we gave him his chemical weapons, we right. gave yeah. him a nod of approval to use it. Then then you know it was us that, that created this person, and then and then ten year later ten years later we come out of the woodwork and say, oh my goodness, he's crazy, he has sure. tons of weapons, he's going to bomb people, we have to invade his country. And then you go look at Iran. We uh, overthrew their government. CIA overthrew Mohammed Mosaddegh back in the 70s. Sure. In, installed Who was pro-America. Yes. You know, installed a, a, a dictator, and uh, Iran is the way that it is now because of what we did over there. So we have we have uh, very short attention spans. We don't have the ability to look back at our own historical uh, uh, influences in the Middle East, which is why you take somebody like Ron Paul, who goes out in, their, in the presidential elections and says, we don't know what we're doing over there. We're screwing up that entire region all for a bunch of oil. And he's called a radical. He or he's called he's dubbed an extremist. And the other thing that really just gets me in a twist is that if you try to mention this, or if anybody on the on the uh, any anybody you know, I guess celebrities or someone on the news or any of the pundits that are not paid off, if they try to make the point that well maybe we shouldn't be helping Israel, maybe we should try to take care of the problem.
problems here at home before we go and uh, you know help the people in the world, which I'm all for. Uh-huh. And again, now they're called anti-Semitic. Yeah. And it it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, I, I'm an Italian. Okay, I'm Italian American. Okay, I don't agree with the mob. Does that make me anti-Italian? No. I mean, we're talking about a specific group here, and all we're, you know, all I'm trying to say is let's take care of our own freaking problems. Yeah. You know, we have uh, so many issues here. So, um, you know, it, it makes you sick. And you said before, Ben, that people don't have the, I guess, the means to find out what's going on. But see, the thing is, they, they now they do because the internet. Thank God for the internet, we can at least find out other sources of information and really try to get a scope of what's going on. Mm-hmm. People just don't care. And I, internet. Listen, I can't blame them. I'd rather watch, you know, uh, football and baseball. I love sports. I mean, I'm, I'm an American. I love watching sports all the time. But, uh, you know, again, how do we get this point back into people's heads from grade school on that you have not only the freedom to question your government, you have a duty, you have a responsibility mm-hmm. to keep people who are supposed to be serving you in check, uh, from, you know, and help them do their job. I've got a couple more phone calls. We'll get to them after the break, Ben. But uh, a great story uh, by Paul Craig Roberts uh, out of Counterpunch came out uh, yesterday. And it's uh, called The Agenda Behind the Hoax, What the Iraq War is About. I'll read a little bit of it, but I, folks, I really recommend everybody go out and read it because it is a good, uh, a good story, a good article. The Bush regime, regime has quagmired America into its sixth year of war in Afghanistan and Iraq with no end in sight. The cost of these wars of aggression is horrendous. Official U.S. combat casualties stand at 4,538 dead. Officially, 29,780 U.S. troops have been wounded in Iraq. Experts have argued that the numbers are understatements. Regardless, those numbers are only the tip of the iceberg. So uh, we'll, we'll get a couple more phone calls on that article when we get back. But, folks, plenty more news to come. And Laura Live with Charles Rotten when we return. You know, quagmire is an interesting word. Greetings, I am Dr. Buell Bonshite with the White Paper Chronicles. Mr. Steve Shank with this fearless radio program is correct when he says the solution to our difficult times is to store food and get healthy. My comrades and I of the media don't want you to panic. We, unlike fearless radio, try not to tell you about the food control legislation. Hurricane Katrina, the American famine, families unable to buy food. If we told you the solution to all these problems is food, you'd panic and run out and buy a food before it disappeared, or you couldn't afford it. You'd completely mess up the perfect strategy for population control, and they'd kick us out of the Survivors Club. You are a sissy chicken if you call JMSEFoodsDirect.com and order food. This is Steve. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, eFoodsDirect.com. 800-409-5633. You'll be considered a little bit crazy, but there's no such thing as a little bit dead. Henry David Thoreau once said, There are a thousand hacking at the branches of evil to one hacking at the roots. Are you going to be one of the thousand striking at branches? Or are you going to be one of the few striking at the root of evil? G. Edward Griffin is definitely one of the few striking at the root, and he is coming to UT. Mr. Griffin is the author of what many consider to be the expose on the Federal Reserve, the book entitled The Creature from Jekyll Island. Mr. Griffin is here to present a message whose time has come, Freedom Force International. Sponsored by UT's very own Project for a New American Citizen, he will be speaking at Jester Dorm in room A121A, located at 21st and Speedway at 8 p.m. on April 29th. For more information, go to pnacitizen.org. 
This event is free to the public and will be followed by a book signing at Brave New Books on 1904 Guadalupe, Suite B, downstairs in the Chase Bank building. We hope to see you there and bring a book to get it signed. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard-to-find objects like real-world blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece, or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25 Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks, or a military fuel can for only $16. Add a siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36, or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com. Ron Paul is here. The freedom message waking up people everywhere. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. Five one two six four six nineteen eighty four is the number to reach us, or you can reach us and reach out to us. AOL Instant Messenger screen name Animal Farm Show website is animalfarmshow.com. Taking some phone calls, Chris from Tennessee, you're on the farm. How you doing? Hey guys, this is the first time I hear your show. I really like it. Uh, thanks for, I just thanks for calling. Say that um, I, I, uh, I'm like, I'm with you on the I'm more Ron Paul non-interventionist non-interventionist policy and everything, and I really. I would suggest that there is a. I've been doing a lot of research in this uh, area lately, and I couldn't believe the amount of misinformation that, especially directed towards uh, the quote truthers in this regard. It's 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 amazing. Uh, It's like a psyop on top of a psyop. It's like misinfo on top of disinfo, and it's all focused around this issue. It's real interesting. Uh, It's like it's like you know how they say George Bush is a Christian and everything, and everybody knows he's not. He's not like some backflipping guy. I mean, he's the skull and bones and the Nazi connection and all this stuff. We know it's like you know he's really actually not. It's a lie, you know. In the yeah. same way that it, people have to say that to get elected, they also have to say yes, we support Israel and yada yada yada. It's the same yes. lie. It's like when they it's like when they say about the fence. Yes, we're uh, publicly we're going to build that fence, but then they do the exact opposite. Uh, they do everything they can to get, you know, not do the fence. This is the same thing happening with Israel. They say, yes, we're for Israel in order to incite what's happening. It's working. People are getting mad. Oh, yeah, we're all, oh, everybody's all mad. And that's what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to create anger. Everybody's supposed to get mad at Bush. Everybody's supposed to get mad at Republicans and Christians and everybody else. And there's, it, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's the style. But in fact, in reality, what they're doing is everything the opposite. They're arming to the teeth in Israel's neighbors. The, the Illuminati, if you will, loathe Jewish people, and uh, there's this Sabbatean connection that, that, you know, and all that stuff. It's ridiculous what's actually going on versus what we think. And we should know that something's up when we believe the exact same thing that the UN believes or the CFR believes. You know, on this issue, we we seem to toe the line a lot of with the mainstream media when we know that they are corrupted and have an agenda. 
Sure, Chris. Yes. And, and the other thing, too, and I'll start with you, what you first said there. Um, you know, fine, yeah, and I agree with the Ron Paul mentality. I mean, I'm more of a non-interventionalist than anything else. But, you know, you, you try to tell people that and they say, oh, you're an isolationist. Well, well, why can't you just you know, step back for a second? You know, instead of polarizing everybody to be against some kind of group, let's just take it step by step. You know, even if I'm not an, an isolationist, all, you know, I'm saying, or well, my only argument is, look, let's just take care of the ass load of problems that we have in our country, and then we can go around and try to help nations. But I don't see us doing much about the famine problem in this this world. I don't see us really doing much about the drug problem in this world. I'm not seeing America really help anybody. All I see is wars, profits, and whatever else that follows. So, yeah, I mean, you're right, Chris. I mean, everything is completely different. If you read the news, and, you know, while we were reading some articles before the show about Bush, uh, about him and his peace agenda, all you have to do is reverse the words about Bush and his war agenda, and everything seems to make a lot of sense. Um, but, again, every time you try to speak out, any time anybody gets any airtime, or radio or TV or newspaper, uh, the only way, uh, well, what they usually do, at least the pundits, is that they'll just discredit that person and, you know, say that they're anti-Semitic or anti-Israeli. They always try to make you, uh, they discredit you by putting you in some kind of anti-group. And there you go. There's your discredit right there. That's a fact. That's a fact. Anything else in your mind, Chris? No, that about covers it. No, I appreciate the call, and, and you know, I 100% agree. I mean, again, and let's, and that's the other thing. The other point is, you know, never mind what I am. Or you know, let's just take an argument for an argument. Uh, you don't always have to fit into a group. You know, I, I yeah. think there are times where we should help people outside of this country, absolutely, especially with all the power and and the equipment and technology that we have. Just yeah. think for completely. Just, just think if we could take half of the budget of the Iraq War and help world famine. Think about the differences we could have made. Well, we did, we did uh, do that on. on Tuesday, we did cover the three million dot org website, right. <laughs> and I made a I made a, a shopping list of yeah. basic things that you could do instead of going to war with Iraq and a lot of those things, uh, you know, ending world hunger for three years or four years, uh, you know, getting rid of the water supply, um, or, or I'm sorry, uh, cleaning all the water supplies, and also you know making everybody a uh, literate <laughs> in the entire world. It's just it, there's so many other things that we could have done, and <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm very much for intervention in terms of donating. Nation uh, to other countries sure. out there. If we, if you know, if, if if we say we were to get out of the Middle East right now and take all of our troops out of there, we can easily, you know, give we could easily fund refugees and sure. give money and food to refugees over there without having to to you know take sides in in a in a situation. You know, it just makes a lot yes. of sense that if you bomb other nations, you're going to have more enemies. I mean, I, why can't pe some people? Why can't the thirty percent of ignoramuses out there get that in their head that if I attack your family, some Someone in your family is going to try to attack me back. You know, it's just it's radical. It's a radical extremist, Islamic, anti-Semitic point of view. Granted, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, what, if that, what do you have to do to these people to wake them up, except for slap them upside the head? And you have neocon Hillary uh, now all over the news now, really taking a more right-wing, in quotes, uh, point of view and stance on, on everything that's going on more than John McCain. Yeah. And I'll play a little bit of Keith Oberman. There's not one single follow-up, no request for clarification, when Senator Clinton said that as president, she wants to promise that if other countries start fighting in the Middle East, the U.S. will get involved. I think that uh, we should be looking to create an umbrella of deterrence that goes uh, much further than just Israel. Of course, I would make it clear to the Iranians that an attack on Israel uh, would... Uh, incur massive retaliation from the United States, but I would do the same with other countries in the region. You know, we are at a very dangerous point with Iran. The Bush policy has failed. 
Iran has not been deterred. As a NATO member, the U.S. has committed to the defense of its fellow NATO allies. Senator Clinton last night explained that, yes, she is proposing a similar scenario in the far less stable Mideast, saying she would deploy the U.S. military to respond with, quote, massive retaliation to an Iranian attack on any country willing to forswear nuclear ambitions. Senator Clinton parenthetically in conflict with the most recent national intelligence estimate on Iran, which said specifically that Iran's nuclear ambitions have been deterred. Whether planned or impromptu, Senator Clinton in the same answer proposing a massive worldwide alliance as a deterrent, a proposal similar in its broad strokes to Senator McCain's proposed League of Democracies, a group he says would circumvent the U.N. in order to push Western values around the world. Yeah, so, you know, you have Hillary literally saying that it's not just Iran that attacks anybody yeah. who gets involved. All of a sudden, whatever happened to bring the troops home, for Christ's sake? I mean, whatever happened to that? Did we, did we just lose our way? I mean, is this, and again, not to play into the you know the politics uh, baseball game that they've created for us, but is this a way for Hillary to, to be more right and get more of the right vote? Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, and the, it, the right and wrong doesn't exist. It does, Mark. And, you know, I was, I was talking about this uh, previously, you know, uh, a little while ago with my girlfriend is that they they what they do is they play this political game where they sort of give you this false sense of power that you have you know where they'll go on television and they'll ask questions like if hillary says this about iran is she going to pick up more uh, republican voters yeah. and it, what it does is it psychologically lifts you up above the fray above the american uh, above the average americans sure. up there and makes you almost arrogant in a way where you're analyzing politics well mm -hmm. hillary said this and as a result of her saying that she She's going to lose votes from and over over there on that side of the aisle, and she's going to gain votes over here on this side of the aisle. So it gives you, like, it turns everybody into a political pundit. It turns everybody sure. into a chief. Yeah. There's too many chiefs, not enough Indians, you know? And people aren't able to focus on, on the simple differences between right and wrong in this country, and that's what the problem is. 110%. On. I agree. 100%. If all that were proven true, I think that would be a very serious offense. Yeah, well, you know, it's a fact. The house divided shall not stand, so maybe we shouldn't be divided. Maybe we shouldn't be thinking about our political parties and start thinking more about what's right for America. And, I mean, look, you don't have to go far to find people who literally care more about their parties than they care about America. Rush Limbaugh, to me, is the first one that comes into mind. I've actually oh, heard him. I've actually heard him on several occasions. One off the top of my head would be against when he interviewed Schwarzenegger. I guess it was about six months ago. He literally was arguing that, never mind what's good for America, what about the Republican Party? I don't understand how people could be so duped and not say, wait a minute, whoa, wait a minute, Rush. I agree with you on the, uh, a lot of ideas, but you're talking over America more for conservative beliefs that are not conservative. Oh, so. Rush Limbaugh is the master of uh, divide and conquer. He, he really is the master of it. We, and we do have a, <clears throat> excuse me, we do have a, a clip coming up here um, that we'll play momentarily. Um, but it, the 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 cleft that it is is this, it's horrible. What he does is you know it's a perfect example of what you were talking about, Tony. Where you're like he's he's it's not about what's right for America. Right. It's about what's right for the party and his little Operation Chaos that he throws out there. Operation where he, Chaos. Yes, where he goes out there and he tells uh, Republicans to register as Democrats, vote for Hillary because she's the worser candidate, <laughs> and there's a better chance of his Republican candidate beating her in the in the upcoming election. Who's not who? who call that a democracy. Yeah, and meanwhile, who, John McCain. Is is literally he's the scapegoat. Like he, there are so many uh, so-called conservatives hate John McCain. They think they're totally screwed. Yeah. And I I mean night after night I put on WABC here in, in New York and I'm sure it's uh, it's very syndicated uh, shows uh, Hannity the rest of them, and it's amazing you hear these people drowning in their own friggin' drink. 
sitting there like, I, you know, the Democratic Party makes me scared. And uh, the fact that we have John McCain running in the Republican Party really makes me scared for my country. And I'm, I just I shake my head saying, wow, you know, why can't you just see right through the glass? It's mm-hmm. it. These people have nothing to do with parties. They're just running under a uniform. You know, it's like it's, uh, like I said to people here, it's like Derek Jeter wearing a Mets uniform. Are you going to buy it? No, of course not. You know, Derek Jeter's a Yankee. Sorry for the sports pun, but the only way to get through people to, to people sometimes is by using, the, you know, what everybody knows. People know more about Derek Jeter than they'll ever know about John yeah. McCain. So but it's, a, it's a perfect example, you know, and, and, you know, to use the sports analogy, you do have Rush Limbaugh out there where he's talking about Democrats versus Republicans, and this is what we need to do strategically for the Republicans, our side, to win the war, the evil war against the Democrats <laughs> that's, that's going to be controlling this country. So we do have the uh, Rush Limbaugh clip coming up. <clears throat> this is our shortest break, so we will be right fa- back, ladies and gentlemen. You are on the farm. I'm getting sick to my stomach. Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America. I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since 95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless. Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work. Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw. Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org. God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. We're talking about Rush Limbaugh. Unfortunately, the, uh, the neocon, neoconservative talk radio show host who started talk radio on the <laughs> on the airwaves is basically the most famous for it. And this article coming out of the Denver News, Rush Limbaugh calling for riots in Denver. Talk show host wants America to see actions of the far left. He literally is calling for anarchy and riots. Yes, he says riots in Denver. The Democratic Convention would see see to it that we don't elect Democrats. So this is, once again, him wanting to start riots, him wanting to start anarchy just for his party. Talking about pushing the envelope. And he knows it's all bull. He knows it's incredible pushing the envelope, though. Propaganda. He says, there won't be riots at our convention, Limbaugh said, of the Republican National Convention. We don't riot. We don't burn our cars. We don't burn down our houses. We don't kill our children. 
we don't do half the things the America left does. So him <laughs> once again being used as a tool to divide and conquer people in this country. And, and here's the audio that goes along with it. This is a caller that brought it up, and the, I, I commend her for it. Yeah. Here is Lisa. Nice to have you on the EIB Network. Hello. Hi, Rush. I'm calling because I wanted to get some clarification on a comment that you made yesterday at the end of the first hour. Yes, ma'am. You made the comment, um, I think one of the call, one of your callers that called in, you were saying that you were hoping for riots if the Democrats choose Hillary over Obama. And you even kind of sang your statement to the tune of I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Or did you mean a white country? What what exactly did you mean by those statements yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like all Americans, the American people want is what's best for this country. No, they don't. I just have to be such a hate-filled oh, comment from no. you and Lisa, other radio, radio hosts. Lisa, there's nothing but love for people, care and concern for it people. It didn't sound that way yesterday. Right? Well, you, uh, you, you, you pick it. Yeah, so, so, so it's all love. Oh, crap. Burning cars and torching buildings and killing children. It's all love for your country. You're right, Frank. You're free. It's just complete opposite, man. How can people be so duped and stupid to listen to this guy, this that idiot. Sorry to, to use a uh, you know adolescent way of making fun of, but how could people be so uh, dumb? And you know when someone has something to hide, they don't ever uh, you know ask, answer a question it's, directly. It's so dumb. Everybody out there that listens to Rush Limbaugh, think about what he's doing. He's dividing and conquering. He's not talking about the North American Union. He doesn't talk about the federal banks and and the fact that that the Federal Reserve is a private organization and one of the ten clan planks of the communist manifesto he never talks about that nope so you know you really have to look at this guy and and, and take him for what he is he's not a true conservative he's I, 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 i'm not sure what the hell he is ben and whose payroll he's under but he doesn't really make any sense when he talks to me and again you know if, if, even if you want to buy this idea that you know republicans are supposed to be conservative uh we got to start drawing the line we got to start figuring where these these parties are today and they're certainly not where they used to be back in the day but folks uh enough of this boring political talk let's get to some fun when we get back we will be joined by charles ratner and we will be playing america's favorite game show to continue the amazing season of Law or Lies. So stay tuned. I am absolutely appalled at how much people in this country do not think. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Visit us on the web at animalfarmshow.com. Okay, so now uh, that all the funny business is over, we got the real important stuff now. More alive, folks. If you haven't heard about it, it's America's famous favorite game show. And tonight's episode of Lorelei is brought to you by Tasty Golf Tees, America's first and only flavored golf tea. You rest right, folks. Flavored golf tees, cherry, cinnamon, strawberry, and grape. Uh, are the flavors, and they are FDA approved, so they're somewhat safe. And uh, go to tastygolftees.com to get some of your Tasty Golf Tees. Great weather, Ben. I'm really enjoying the sunny weather, and uh, I don't really play golf, but I'm sure if, if I did that I would probably use a lot more Tasty Golf Tees. So check it out, folks, tastygolftees.com. And once again, folks, it is time uh, to welcome Charles Ratner. Charlie, can you hear us? I can. Charles, how are you on this lovely evening? Doing great. Enjoying the spring. 
Well, I'm very glad. Uh, Charles, okay, so we had some, you know, some griping and some bad news to start the show, but we want to get people laughing and involved. So uh, it's time. Uh, pay us, uh, cue it off, P.S. Ladies get it and gentlemen, it's time to play. As the season continues here, folks, this is our little way to blow off some steam. It is Law or Lie. Charles Ratner, a certified lawyer, will be giving us four different laws, one of which is false. Every other law is true. And this is this is how he's very good at this. So every law is going to sound ridiculous, but only one of them is false. And you have to guess which one. Ben, you are three for eight. Uh, I am two for eight, and Pyatt is one for eight. So we it's are a tough game. We are terrible at this game. And uh, tonight I'm going to propose that we all kind of write our numbers down and kind of hold them up on our hands so we're not... You know, this way we have a different thing. Because we always guess the same damn number. But, Charles, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, and it's time to play Law or Lie. So I will give you the floor. Go ahead. Okay. Well, given your poor records as of late, I decided to take it down a notch. I won't go on the utterly ridiculous. We'll just go with uh, basic <laughs> knowledge of the federal courts. That's the no, I, wa- I want you to keep it difficult. <laughs> well, go ahead, I Charles. I didn't make it easy. I just didn't go with the ridiculous this time. You're sitting there thinking these dumbasses can't get any of these. Let me just make it easy. <laughs> go ahead, Charles. All right, so we're talking about federal courts and federal law today. Uh, and I'll give you the law. So here we are. first one is that each of the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals must follow the decisions of the other 12 courts of appeals. There's 13 courts of appeals in the country. They have to follow each other's decisions. Okay. Number two, a minimum of $75,000 in damages must be claimed to file a civil lawsuit in federal court. Number three, foreigners have the same civil rights as U.S. citizens under federal law. And number four, Congress can change the types of lawsuits that can be filed in federal courts. Okay, Charles, there are the four laws. Like always, I will repeat them. I know, I know we're going to get duped tonight. I can just see it. Yeah. Yeah, really easy. Okay, law number one. And again, folks, which law is bunk? Which law is false? That's what you have to guess participating at home. Law number one, each federal court, uh, excuse me, let me try that again. Each federal circuit court of appeals must follow the decisions of the other 12 courts of appeals. Number two, a minimum of $75,000 in damages must be claimed to file a civil lawsuit in federal court. Number three, foreigners have the same civil rights as U.S. citizens under federal law. And number four, Congress can change the types of lawsuits that can be filed in federal courts. Wow. At least none of these should be true. <laughs> okay. okay, let me go first. Okay, well, let me write mine down here. Okay. Don't, no peeking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm, I, I got mine. Mine is number four. I'm going to say that number four is false. All right, Ben says that Congress can change the types of lawsuits that can be filed in federal courts is false. P is number one, and I'm going to go for three. So Pyatt is going to choose that each federal court, uh, circuit court of appeals must follow the decisions of the other 12 courts of appeals. And I'm going to go with number three. Foreigners have the same civil rights as U.S. citizens under federal law as the bunk. We're going to give you the drum roll, and you're going to tell us probably why it's law number two. Charles, you got the floor after Pyatt plays the drum roll. Pius gets gold star tonight. It's number one. Oh, number one. Oh, Jesus, man. All right, so Pius, what are you one for eight? (laughs) Hold on, no, no, here. (laughs) Pius is now two for nine. I'm two for nine, and you're three for nine, man. So the the drama, 
continues. Hey, at least if we can't be at this spanking his ass yeah, in huh? front of us right now, folks. Good for I you. Thank God there's no webcam in this studio. So uh, the bunk law, again, is that each federal circuit court of appeals must follow the decisions of the other 12 court, uh, courts of appeals. That is false. However, uh, Charles, before we let you go, I have a bone to pick here. Let me go with, of course, the one that I chose. Foreigners have the same civil rights as U.S. citizens under federal law. Explain why that is true. Well, under the 14th and 16th Amendment to the Constitution, uh, they state specifically that citizenship doesn't matter in terms of how uh, laws are to be applied to persons uh, within the territorial borders of the United States. So whether you're a citizen or not, laws apply to you equally. Now, if you're here illegally, you know, that's a separate crime of itself, but that doesn't strip out the rest of the laws that apply to you. My goodness. Uh, a minimum of $75,000 in damages must be claimed to file a civil lawsuit in federal court. That is yep. true. Go ahead. Uh, no, that's true. The, there's that uh, money limitation in, in uh, the federal court's jurisdiction, which, of course, can be set by Congress, and uh, also the subject matter that federal courts can uh, can hear are actually set by Congress. Okay, and number and, four... Uh, the reason ahead, that the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals are different. You know, each uh, each circuit is under a region of the U.S., and uh, they're allowed to make separate decisions based on their own uh, based on their own history and their own laws. And then the Supreme Court resolves any distinctions, any differences between the federal court's decisions. Uh, I took the bait again, didn't I, Charles? All right, well. Great job, as always, and uh, now I guess Pi is now. <laughs> we are pathetic. We've only gotten... <laughs> it's a hard game. It's a hard... It's what it's multiple choice, for God's sakes. I've passed tests in high school like that for multiple choice. But, Charles, thank you for joining us, as always. <laughs> uh, great job. America's favorite game show brought to you by Tasty Galfies. TastyGalfies.com is the website. Charles Ratner, great job. Have a great evening. Uh, well, there you go, folks. There's a little bit of Animal Farm Country for you. When we return, we're going to have Jeffrey Humphrey join us for a brief phone call and more news and more phone calls. Yes. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today to effect a change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official we are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining this cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. Get to the phone calls. I always like to talk a little bit of health news. And there is, uh, well, there's a few stories. FDA thinks it has trigger and heparin deaths. This is a Tuesday story. I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, out of CNN, new tests suggest how a contaminant in heparin, which is, of course, a blood thinner, may have connected, uh, maybe connected to dozens of deaths, FDA officials said Monday. The Food and Drug Administration has now established a mechanism by which we think this contaminant could cause these adverse effects, said uh, Dr. Janet Woodcock, director of the FDA's Center of Drug Evaluation and Research. <laughs> she said contaminated shipments of the blood thinner have been traced to 
China! What a freaking surprise. Uh, and they had China went out to 10 countries from China, including, of course, the United States. Quote, contamination of the heparin supply is a worldwide problem, she said. Heparin containing over-sulfated chondritin, chondritin, excuse me, sulfate, over-sulfated chondritin sulfate, a compound made from animal cartilage, has been associated with hundreds of serious adverse symptoms, including allergic reactions that cause nausea, vomiting, shortness of breath, and a severe drop in blood pressure. Kind of sounds like the Viagra commercial for me, Ben. In addition, the FDA has tallied 81 deaths. That's right, 81 deaths <laughs> related to those symptoms in the United States, though no casual link has been determined. So, uh, you know, again, knock, mark this uh, problem up with the other 4,000 that uh, things coming from China seem to be killing Americans. I mean, I know it's... I think the ball has yeah, Shaolina behind it. I would have Not to agree. That, but they just sued CNN for more than $1.3 billion because Jack Cafferty called them goons on the air. Yeah, yeah, it's not hey, good. It's, why, don't yeah. you, why don't you just shut up and focus on your product? Right. It's, 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 you, it's a, you goons. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's okay for them to send us toys with lead that poison children, and you know it's okay to send us drugs that you know kill Americans, but it's not okay for our journalists to badmouth China. Beautiful. They are a bunch of yeah. goons. Well, you know, we've got, we got to establish a Palestinian state. Let's, let's concentrate on the really important things. Um, so there you go, folks, out of CNN. And again, this is why I get burned up, because, like, you know, this this could have been my, God forbid, my mother, my grandma. This could have been my friend, my family member. And it doesn't matter. It's still, you know, my fellow Americans. Like you have to look at it this way. And uh, this is these are the kind of things we talk about about you know problems that we need to fix and we need to look into right now. Uh, but again, we're so busy with so many other things. So uh, to the phones, uh, the Honorable Jeffrey uh, Humphrey from Kentucky is on the phone with us. Jeffrey, welcome to the farm again. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, uh, what we need to do is need to. We need to start to gain the seven degrees of separation between, you know, how you can link famous people to uh, Kevin Bacon. We need to do that every time one of these news stories come out, get seven degrees of separation to China. I agree, well, Jeffrey. Good. Very, very good. Well, what I want to get into is that uh, did you just say that Rush Limbaugh is calling for a riot at um, the Denver DNC? Yes. He's evil. Well, see, that's the crazy thing about it, because if you go to Denver's... Uh, 9-11 Truth Forum, uh, the uh, Denver 9 or uh, Truth Alliance, they are coming out and saying that basically the way Denver works is if you want to protest, you have to put a petition up, but then they give you uh, a blind lottery. They'll only let a certain number of people protest in the free speech zone. Well, the only person, the only group that won the uh, blind lottery was this group called Recreate 68, and they are an uh, anarchist group. Go figure, huh? I've, yeah, well, I've heard they, of them, Jeffrey. I've heard of them. Oh, huh. I've heard, I've heard good and bad, but go ahead. This Recreate 68 group has uh, actually spread their win our arms out to everybody, uh, Iraq Veterans Against the War, Code Pink, and everybody. And they had a person on uh, Alex Jones' radio show about two weeks ago that's the head of the uh, Denver Truth Alliance basically stated that they did an interview and said, hey, would you like to have 9-11 Truth come down there and help you out? And they said, no, we don't want to. So they did wow. research and found out that they're asking, they're actually getting militant. They're going to try to get militant. Wow. All right, yeah, Jeffrey, hang on the line. Obviously, what? we got a break coming up. Yeah, hang on the line. Big. I'm going to get some really more big. information. We've got some questions. Uh, I'm sure Ben and I both have questions. So Animal Farm Show, Jeffrey Humphrey, more to come, more news. Stay tuned. Hemp, the superfood for you and your family. Hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant. Hemp, used for food, clothing, and shelter since time began. Hemp, 
This God-given food source is controlled by your government, making it not legal to grow for American people and farmers, but legal to import. Our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered. The protein powder, seeds, and oil are available through HempUSA.org. Recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments. Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do not charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Attention We the People Radio Network listeners. It has been said that for every thousand hacking at the branches of evil, there is one hacking at the root. If so, then without a doubt, one of these very few is Mr. G. Edward Griffin, author of many books, including The Creature from Jekyll Island, which many consider to be the expose on the Federal Reserve. Distinguished filmmaker, as well as founder of Freedom Force International, Mr. Griffin has dedicated the last 30 years of his life to exposing the power structure in our country and around the world. This April, you have a chance to come see Mr. Griffin in person, speak on the root of society's problems, and what you can do about it. So, come on out to UT campus on Tuesday, April 29th at 8 p.m. to Jester Room A121A, located at 21st and Speedway, for what's sure to be one of the most insightful lectures that PNAC has ever hosted. There will also be a book signing at Brave New Books after Mr. Griffin's lecture. For more information, please go to pnacitizen.org. Thank you. The Alex Jones Show, broadcast live from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, right here on We The People Radio Network. You might think, instead of withholding her taxes, she could have protested the old-fashioned way, made a placard and demonstrated at a presidential or vice-presidential appearance. But we've lost the right to that as well. The Secret Service can now declare free speech zones to contain, control, and in effect, criminalize protests. A great clip from Boston Legal. I just wanted to play it there because we're talking to Jeffrey Humphrey. And, you know, we're speaking about the... Well, Jeffrey, I want to bring up the point that you were talking about. But again, uh, we got Rush Limbaugh calling on the air for anarchy, literally calling for pro, not just protesting, but right. mass riots at the, at the DNC. Um, so, again, I wanted to keep that Boston Legal clip. But the, the Recreate 68 group, Jeffrey, is that, that's what you were talking about. Why don't you give people some more information about that who don't know? 
Well, I kind of I, I kind of blew it off when I first heard on Alex Jones' program. I was like, well, evidently either the 9-11 group got butthurt because they weren't invited. But then when I heard you talk about, you know, Limbaugh saying, hey, you need a riot at the the uh, Pepsi Dome when uh, the DNC comes to Denver, it kind of clicked. And one of the things they were talking about on the program was they have a set of anarchists set up in a clown suit, basically um, protesting. And what they're doing is they're going to engage these cops, like what happened up in uh, Alberta during the SBP conference. They're going to engage the cops. And when the cops turn around and re-engage the crowd, the anarchists are going to bounce out. And another thing they were talking about doing is uh, marching on the Pepsi Dome and literally shaking the fence and uh, getting up on the uh, mint, the Denver Mint, and shaking the fence. And the hazard with that is, if anybody gets on the Denver Mint fence, they have the order to shoot on sight. Yep. Right. Yeah, they have so, they, they have the sign. They have those signs all over the place saying that if uh, you know if, if you I guess climb the fence or go over the fence, they have the authority to shoot you. Kind of like Groom Lake in Nevada type thing. Ben, we're miles from the you know, Area 51 establishment. Mm-hmm. You can't even uh, walk past a certain point because they have radar and and sonar and all this stuff. <laughs> they have authority to shoot you. So it's you know it's freedom. So with, well, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, I got a question for you. Do you think it's going to be similar to what happened in Seattle, where the government basically put in anarchist ops? Gave them a building to stay and gave them a place to meet um, and organize and then set them loose on the cops and set them loose on the city. They destroyed private property. They destroyed all types of stuff, then backed away. Then when the peaceful protesters came in, the cops just beat the ever-loving crap out of that's all of them. Yeah. Do you think that that's kind of what's going on here? Well, I don't want to say that the Recreate 68 people are, uh, you know, co-opted because I've actually seen YouTube videos of them. They actually do a lot of, you know, good stuff for protests. Yeah, have on-the-ground medics and everything. But the people who uh, get involved through Recreate 68, opening their arms to everybody, that could be a front door for whoever, whatever Rush Limbaugh knows or whoever has the ability to fund people, like, just like the World Health, uh, Trade Organization in 2000 Seattle that you were talking about. All it takes yeah. is one small group to get in there and mess things up, and then you got a bunch of bleeding grandmothers. Yeah, well, Jeffrey, even if they, even if the government doesn't stage an event, we'll say they, even if, even if they don't stage an actual protest event or if they don't stage uh, some kind of riot, all they have to do is wait for somebody anywhere in any circumstance or situation to do something, and they say, "Oh, those not eleven truthers, they're damn anarchists, they're raging and protesting." They just had this thing in New York where they had that head of the not eleven truth in New York get busted because they said he beat up a wheelchair girl. I right. Mean, and he, he didn't yeah. really he didn't even touch her. It was his father beating up on him. But yeah, and, and, the, thing yep. is, the thing of it is, if Rush Limbaugh has a, enough clout through his Operation Chaos, just like he said he swinged the Mississippi vote, if he's got enough clout and people listening to him, I've met groups of people in here in Kentucky that would do anything that man said. So even if it's not government provocateur, Rush Limbaugh's little mass mind cronies running around out there sure the hell can get something done. Right, and why is it so so, uh, effective, and why has it happened? Well, because every time something like this happens, and I haven't watched, you know, we don't have the TV on, we don't have Hannity and O'Reilly on, all this stuff, but any time something like this happens, where in the case, this this girl in the wheelchair, I guess she got, I don't even know what happened, I I didn't research it myself, but all you're going to hear on the news is about this and this and this, they'll they'll add two numbers together and get some kind of whacked out equation, it'll end up being 9-11 truthers are, you know, they beat up women in wheelchairs, and even if it's not, even if it's completely 
prefabricated, it's effective. And why? Because of the memory hole principle. It happens one day, you hear about it, you maybe get a follow-up tomorrow or, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. A redaction on page 37. And then after that, it's Pamela Anderson and some other crap about some, you know, some uh, celebrity. People forget that the memory hole consumes it. The crazy thing about that is um, two weeks before this happened, they had that incident in Ireland where the ex Irish uh, prime minister, whoever it was, a government official, was going around trying to advocate them getting into the European Union. 9 11 truth in Ireland confronting him on the street, and the prime minister beat the hell out of one of the uh, guys photographing, and then they charged the guy photographing for assault and battery. And then two yeah. weeks later, <laughs> crap happened in New York. Tell me something. Mm. Total, total, one hundred percent opposite of what happened. They'll just put it in the in paper the world, and publish I mean, it, and people, people will dig it in. They'll dig into in it. In the world we live, in the world we live in today, there's no such thing as coincidence anymore. No, black, I agree. Black, black I completely, black. I completely agree with you, Jeffrey. I say those words so often. There are no more coincidences. Uh, if if nine eleven hasn't taught you that lesson, then I think it's time to you know to get out there and start reading and start researching because it's we're just getting to the point now where convenience is is just way too convenient all the time. Every time the government needs something, uh, they get it and they have the power. And then I love the people uh, who are of the mentality that the government could have never made something happen, regardless of nine eleven. I'm just saying in general that you know they'll argue to the death that we're the best government, the best country, and the best military, which of course is true, but they could never make anything happen against the people you know this this complete brainwashing that happens but jeffrey uh always love when you call anything else in your mind anything you want to plug before no, we move on no brother you keep up the fight i gotta get in and cook dinner <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Get it, get it done, and listen. Anything we can do. I mean, uh, you know, we we try to, to do what we have to, to do for the veterans. Of course, we have the uh, the forums up there. I know Jeffrey's posted some articles. Uh, listen, you know, what, let us know what else we can do, and and just to kind of, I guess, play on the memory whole thing, or at least get some kind of more depth into government corruption. Uh, it's funny. I was actually watching a little bit of that movie Contact last night. Oh, and then it's I, a great movie. It's a great movie. And then I dug up this article, and I was just kind of shocked and how coincidental. Of course, there are no coincidences, but I'll read it and then explain. Right. I hate coincidence. <laughs> Scientists report political interference, and this is, uh, I thought this was a very interesting story out of the Washington Post. More than half the Environmental Protection Agency scientists who responded to an independent survey made public yesterday said that they had witnessed political interference in scientific decisions at the agency during the past five years. What? Yes, I believe it. The claim comes from a new report by the Union of Concerned Scientists. How about that UCS, uh, a nonprofit av- advocacy group that sent questionnaires to 5,500 EPA scientists and obtained 1,586 responses. Among the scientists, complaints were that the that data sometimes were used selectively to justify a specific regulatory outcome, and that political appointees had directed them to inappropriately exclude or alter technical information. Uh, the EPA scientific document said this. Um, Here's a quote. Things are not as they should be at the EPA, said Francesca Grifo, director of the group's scientific integrity program. Quote, scientific findings are being suppressed and distorted. 889 scientists personally experienced at least one type of political interference. And why do I bring up that's a con- huge number? It's a huge number. And you know, who knows if that's low. I mean, that's, it could be extremely low. But why I bring up that movie Contact is because every time the main character, Jerry Foster in the case, uh, Arroway, 
every time she comes up with this new breaking discovery, what happens? The government gives the credit to the other guy, the other head of the science program with yeah. the, you know NASA. So uh, you know it's amazing. And then they also at one point in the movie, and it, you know I never really caught it until I saw it last night. But you know they're in this little boardroom, they're talking about it. And they, they say to Arroway, anything you discover from now on must have presidential approval because it might be sensitive material or sensitive data. I just love it. Um, so this is interesting. Again, scientists report political interference. Uh, so apparently a lot of these scientists are not coming out because of this questionnaire. And who knows what's to follow? It seems like this could become quite a bit larger, and maybe yeah. we'll hear a lot more about this. And yeah. I only, I can only imagine or pretend to imagine the technology and information that we don't know just in America and America's technology because of the stuff like this that I've known has been going on for so long, suppression. You know, oh, look at this amazing discovery. This could possibly cure cancer. Bam! Can't be a cure because the FDA won't regulate it or FDA can't make money of it or it's not patentable. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned, folks. Animal Farm Show, plenty more on the way. We shall return. That is a scientific fact! Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy has been the global supplier of the finest natural medicines. We specialize in keeping you alive and healthy. We provide outstanding products like ECX, Colonial Silver, Olive Leaf Extract, Oregano Oil, and hundreds of herbals, oils, books, and educational materials. We have homeopathic detox solutions for chemtrails, radiation, MSG, and aspartame poisoning. We also train naturopathic healers via correspondence education. Why wait any longer? Go ahead and do it today. Sign up on the web and receive our new 120-page catalog and a current Herbal Healer newsletter free. Simply log on to HerbalHealer.com and check out the online member testimonials and our hundreds of exceptional products. That's HerbalHealer.com, your website for safe, effective, natural alternatives and education. That's HerbalHealer.com. This is Dr. Katherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Coco Mojo. 
Enter Food is spelled E-N-E-R, enterfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enterfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. News, politics, cover-ups, government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. So we were talking during the break, and we decided that we we absolutely need to have more comic relief in this show. <laughs> we need to have more. We need to. We need to. Uh, there needs to be more funny on tonight. So we have this clip right here of a Reverend James David Manning, PhD. We don't think you guys have heard it. Definitely scurried the little kitties out of the room for this one. Yeah, uh, slight, slightly vulgar. So uh, here, here it is. Pius, cue it up. There you go, man. Obama is a Mac Daddy. <laughs> Obama pimps white women and black women. He got started. You didn't notice him till he brought out those big-chested white women with their tight T-shirts and their short pants. That's what a pimp does. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't get your campaign started with a big-chested white woman. Uh, she must be a 54D, double D, <laughs> and a pair of white, a pair of shorts on. That's what started his campaign. He put his name on two big 54D. <laughs> Obama. That's where you first saw his name. That's the first place I saw it on two great big old tits. <laughs> He's a Mac Daddy. Uh. He pimps white women and black women. Obama is a long-legged Mac Daddy. <laughs> oh, God help us. Black oh. people. Jeez. All right, man. That's it. Oh, boy. So, well, I mean, there you go. I mean, you know, since America is consumed by, you know, all of a sudden now pastors run everything in this country now. Ever since, you know, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, we figured we'd give you the other side of the coin. I don't know what you think, Ben. Uh, I think that was funny. Yeah, I think it is. It's a bit funny. I think that was very it funny. It is a bit funny, but <laughs> I don't really know what to make of it anymore. All I know is that we, uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta get into it. And sometimes people say certain things and they humor us a bit. <laughs> He's a Mac Daddy. That's right, folks. We shall return. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. <laughs> You're listening to Ben, Tony, and Pyatt on Animal Farm Radio Show. Hey, touch that dial. I'll break your f***ing head. <laughs> oh boy. You're gonna hear a lot more of that throughout the next hundred and ten shows, folks. Oh, I'm boy. sure Pyth will have his, his day there. Uh plenty of updates. Oh, Mama on... is a Mac Daddy. oh boy, Pyth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, we're back. We're back to reality here. Um, I have we have some updates. Like I said, Ben, well, we have we, we have updates on what we talked about months ago, which is which was the gay bomb. Yes. Literally speaking, it was a a military bomb. You want to start off with that, Ben? Because people think what? Yes, yes. what? <laughs> you know, you find it hard to hide the fact that you're gay. Oh gosh. <laughs> but it's funny that you bring it back. Okay, back to reality. Let's talk about the gay bomb. Let's talk about the gay bomb. <laughs> but the sad thing is that it's not a joke. It's, it's real. It is reality. Well, here it is. Here it is. Next week, uh, our time slot will be filled by someone else. <laughs> <laughs> the Pentagon confirmed to CBS 5 today, military leaders once proposed building a so-called gay bomb, a chemical weapon that could be dropped on enemy troops to make them sexually irresistible to each other. Here's CBS 5 political editor Hank Plant. Hank? Well, Alan, it was an Air Force lab that proposed this to the Pentagon officials, and it was a Berkeley-based watchdog group that found out about this strange idea for a weapon. Edward Hammond of Berkeley's Sunshine Project tracks military spending. He used the Freedom of Information Act to obtain this proposal from the Air Force's Wright Laboratory to build what's been called a gay bomb. The weapons proposal says one distasteful but completely non-lethal example would be strong aphrodisiacs, especially if the chemical also caused homosexual behavior. The Ohio Air Force lab proposed that a bomb be developed that contained a chemical that would cause um, enemy soldiers to become gay and to, uh, well, to have their units uh, break down uh, because all the soldiers became irresistibly attractive to one another. The Air Force lab asked for $7.5 million to develop such a bomb. The notion was that a chemical that would probably normally be present in the human body in low quantities could be identified, and by virtue of either breathing or having their skin exposed to this chemical, the notion was that uh, soldiers would become gay. The Pentagon confirms that such a proposal was made, but rejected as part of the military search for non-lethal weapons. A spokesperson told us the Department of Defense is committed to identifying, researching, and developing non-lethal weapons that will support our men and women in uniform. But proposing a gay bomb is offensive to people like Hayward's Hong Nguyen, who was dismissed from the Army under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. You know, the proposal saying that you know, the gay bomb would, uh, would encourage this distasteful uh, behavior, homophobic behavior, is just offensive on, on its face, period. And gay community... Yeah, so if you didn't if you didn't catch that, need to get that broken down. It's basically they uh, uh, talked about creating a bomb, a chemical weapon that you could throw on your enemies that would turn them gay and make them irresistible to each other. So they would just, I, I guess, just drop their their MP40s and just start making out or something. Well, I Ben, I mean, you've got a divorce lawyer. <laughs> well, first off, Ben, we'll just clarify. I mean, the reason why we're playing this is not just for the the shock and awe, if you will, of the article and the story here, but we did talk about this. You had brought this up in a while back, yeah. and uh, I, I just I thought it was important. And I'm glad that you you brought it up. That uh, it is true. I mean, I didn't really it, believe it, it at just, first. It, it shows how advanced they are and how specific their bioweapons can be towards people. It also shows how sick mentally someone could be to think about exactly. trying to force and means to become homosexual. Yeah, it's, who it's, is the sick bastard? It shows what we're up against here when, in, in terms of that, you know what I mean? But, you know, they had talked about a while ago that they could create uh, race-specific bioweapons and... Right. Uh, that could just kill people with blonde hair or just kill the people with blue eyes or, you know, all these different attributes that they could put in there. Um, it, it, it's just scary. I mean, if, if Hitler were to get 
a hold of that stuff back back in the day, uh, he he just would have wiped out all the Jews. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Uh, I, I, again, I I really have no. It just goes to show how advanced the the weapons that we are developing are. You know, it's it's so advanced and and right, like you said. You know, whoever thought of this. Who's the sick bastard who thought, well, why don't we make a bomb that makes him gay? I mean, I just cannot That'll believe. That'll lower their morale. George w. I want, yeah, well, no, nah, I doubt it, George. You can't even do addition, much less make a bomb out of uh, chemicals <laughs> here. Um, so, yeah, we'll take it for what you want, folks. And if you have any comments or questions, uh, 512-646-1984, of course, that is the number. And, you know, listen, it, it, not to take the Alex Jones words uh, literally, but, yes, you cannot make this stuff up. And he's right. Yeah. And that's probably why he goes off the defense because you really can't. I mean, you look at what go, what goes on in this country alone, and it's so it's, it's it's really hard to believe it sometimes. But back to I guess something that we can all kind of identify with here. But Bush has recently reaffirmed the North American Union agenda at the Leader Summit. Of course, that was in New Orleans, uh, which I just got back from Ben, by the way. But nice. President Bush uh, yesterday, again, this is this is Tuesday, reaffirmed a commitment to progress the much maligned security and prosperity partnership agenda amid intensified opposition from commentators and critics concerned that the plan constitutes an undermining of national sovereignty. Well, granted, since Bush doesn't know what sovereignty is, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> At a private party to open the fourth... Tribal sovereignty means that. Go ahead, sovereignty. Bush. Tell us. I mean, you're a... You're a You've been given sovereignty, and you're viewed as a sovereign entity. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he does know. Okay, my fault. At a private party to the open, to open the fourth North American Leaders Summit in New Orleans. Oh, boy. Bush referred to recently encountered setbacks and told bureaucrats and business leaders, the meeting gives three friends the chance to come together to discuss our commitment to security and prosperity, to reconfirm the need for the three of us to work in harmony together for the good of our peoples. Bullcrap! God help us. It's a chance to talk about how we can best protect protect our people, and extend prosperity. Those are Bush's words, uh, excluding what I say in the middle of them. Bush told leaders from Canada and Mexico, quote, Tomorrow we will be meeting with the business leaders of the North American Competitiveness Council to listen to their specific recommendations. The United States has an opportunity to continue the trading agenda. And again... You know, because they're arrogant, there's kind of a, a flip-flop thing, uh, or a back-and-forth, I should say. You have this obvious SPP... Security and Prosperity Partnership of America. Many people know about it. Uh -huh. um, and, of course, the you know the North American Union and, of course, the Trans-Texas Corridor, which people in Texas are feeling, obviously, they're the ones who are getting affected through eminent domain and other things. But, but what, what amazes me, Ben, is you have SPP.gov. Okay, it's a government website. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you say, okay, we'll go to SPP.gov. And sure enough, they put in this myth versus fact section. And, uh, oh, and make no mistake about it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's right there in the front. It's right there in the open. But then they even have the audacity to put the myth versus facts and say, no, you know, we're not trying to, you know, uh, lose sovereignty. We're not trying to, you know, destroy borders and become one union. And that's exactly what they're doing. So it's just complete arrogance. It's Animal crazy. Farm Show, uh, playing more news when we get back, Steve. Thanks for coming. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. 
And speaking of coffee, enterfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Henry David Thoreau once said, There are a thousand hacking at the branches of evil to one hacking at the roots. Are you going to be one of the thousand striking at branches? Or are you going to be one of the few striking at the root of evil? G. Edward Griffin is definitely one of the few striking at the root, and he is coming to UT. Mr. Griffin is the author of what many consider to be the expose on the Federal Reserve, the book entitled The Creature from Jekyll Island. Mr. Griffin is here to present A Message Whose Time Has Come, Freedom Force International. Sponsored by UT's very own Project for a New American Citizen, he will be speaking at Jester Dorm in room A121A, located at 21st and Speedway at 8 p.m. on April 29th. For more information, go to pnacitizen.org. This event is free to the public and will be followed by a book signing at Brave New Books on 1904 Guadalupe, Suite B, downstairs in the Chase Bank building. We hope to see you there and bring a book to get it signed. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Uncover the Truth with Catherine Albright, live from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Monday to Friday, right here on We the People Radio Network. Second Amendment against any and all. There is some unease in some quarters over what the administration calls the Security and Prosperity Partnership, the SPP. The meetings between the United States, Canada, and Mexico are not secret. The discussions are, and there's anger over it. Some labor leaders. This is about corporate world, not corporate America. Corporate world taking over the responsibilities that belong to the legislatures and the parliaments and the governments of our country. This is all being done in behind closed doors with no transparency whatsoever. And it shouldn't be secret in this country. It shouldn't be secret in Canada. And it shouldn't be secret in Mexico. But it is. Even the human rights group, Amnesty International, sent an open letter to the leaders saying, quote, the secrecy and lack of accountability that has marked development of the SPP leave insufficient room for informed involvement of civil society. 
The Bush administration denies any secrecy about the talks that it says are to address common security concerns and facilitate trade and travel. Okay, that's a report from Bill Tucker, who's done some great work. Of course, he's, uh, I guess he's the Lou Dobbs correspondent. He's uh -huh. some guy. Uh, Bill Tucker, I don't want to play the whole thing. We're already running out of time here, Ben. We have so much more news to cover. Bill Tucker did a great report there. You can check it out, CNN.com slash video. Um, you know, again, there's more arrogance from our government trying to do these things. Bush openly meeting with these people in New Orleans. Of, of all effing places yeah. um, to really uh, continue to destroy national sovereignty, despite what Bush thinks it really is. So, Ben, uh, I think, you know, be, be that as it may, I'm not telling anybody in Texas anything new. In fact, I could probably learn a whole lot from you folks listening, and I wish you guys would uh, would let us know maybe if we do a show based on SPP and NAFTA and all this stuff like that, we can get some more information. But it's time to kind of spit through some news, so why don't you uh, lead the way here, Ben? Well, you know, as always, there's so much news coming out that we can't even cover it all in yep. the two hours that we have. Definitely not. Um, even if we weren't screwing around. We'll have to, we'll have to trade. Yeah. You go, then I go. This is how the Bloomberg.com. Brazil oil fines may end re reliance on Middle East. Interesting. Yes. So I, apparently a massive oil field was found in Brazil. We just talked about the one found right in the North Dakota, which, again, I haven't heard any, I haven't heard a peep yeah. about that. I mean, granted, oil has dropped in the last couple of days, but on our own United States soil, we found, it was a 4.5 billion barrel estimate of oil. So, uh -huh. um, yeah. and, and people are finding, you know, the, the oil's dropping, but gas is also going up. That's what I'm saying. Gas uh, is going up. Yeah. $100 fill-ups arrive at gas, gas pumps. Oh, so God. people are spending $100, $100, $100 dollars with gas yeah. to fill up their... Uh, wow. They're, they're it's just it's horrible. Fuel efficient Toyota, Toyota Prius owners pays pays uh, forty three dollars to fill up his tank. Who used to be? This is awful. It's absolutely ridiculous. She says. Yeah, there was a great uh, little video about uh, a group. You know, one of these green groups. They got a, an old school bus. They painted it. You know, they're they're, I guess they're driving across the country, Ben, and they're actually driving only on vegetable oil. They're going from you know from restaurant to restaurant to I guess Chinese restaurants and stuff like that to get yeah. vegetable oil that normally the owners of the restaurants would have to pay to get rid of because of its you know because it's toxic, uh -huh. and they're just getting it for free. Yeah. And they're riding around in vegetable oil, uh, you know, using vegetable oil as gas in this truck that I guess has been mended. So everybody's just, a winner. It just goes to show you that. You know, our country, we're so far behind because of big business. Call it capitalism, call it whatever you want, but we know that we could be running our cars off of many other things other than, you know, petroleum and gasoline. Yeah. Uh, if this bus can run off of vegetable oil and use solar panels to power laptops and rechargeable batteries in this case, then uh, we're obviously way behind, and I know the reason for it. So uh, just moving on here, a little more health news. Heart screening urged before kids get ADHD drugs. I know that this is, a, in my opinion, an epidemic. More, so many kids are just being given this dumbed down cocaine which is a ritalin and many other drugs that I, I wanted to get the story out to all you listening um out of new york children should be screened for heart problems with an electrocardiogram before getting drugs such as ritalin to treat hyperactivity and attention deficit disorder the american heart association recommended monday now again ben this drug has been given out for quite a few years now i don't really know the exact amount of years it's been given out to these kids but they're just learning now that they should be screened for heart conditions before giving this drug 
Are you kidding me? Well, Grant, I mean, it makes sense to me. This is basically cocaine. You can snort it, and it's it's a type, you know, it's a stimulant. And sure enough, here it goes. Stimulant drugs can increase blood pressure and heart rate. For most children, that isn't a problem. But in those with heart conditions, it can make them more vulnerable to sudden cardiac arrest in children. An erratic heartbeat that causes the heart to stop pumping blood through the body and other heart problems. About 2.5... Thank you. About 2.5 million American children and 1.5 million American adults take medication for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD. Folks, my opinion is simple. Unless you're going around banging your head against concrete walls, you should never take any drug that tries to control your attention level. I'll leave it there, Ben. This is just this this is just a culture going down. The crapper. Yeah. We, we take drugs for every friggin' thing. What? To, to pay attention now? We need a drug? Whatever happened to setting a goal and accomplishing it? Sit there and try to pay attention. Not everybody can do it the same way. It's sick. I'm sorry. It, it's just not. Ben, your turn. Go ahead. This is sick. Well, the FBI wants widespread monitoring of quote unquote illegal internet activity, so they're asking for more power. No. Uh, of what oh, they great. want. Yes, uh, the FBI called on Wednesday for new legislation that would allow federal police to monitor the Internet for illegal activity, as if we no! didn't have enough of that. Uh, of course. No, and they need more control. Uh, more police state news. Buffalo launches crime cam program with 43 cameras doing surveillance. We all know that those don't work. Yeah, well, uh, there's a couple of uh, of cities now that are implementing mass, uh, you know, surveillance systems, and I, you know, sure enough, the the, the police state uh, of America is growing ever so slowly. Uh, another article here: citing supply, Sam's Club and Costco limit sales of rice, and most people have heard about this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the two biggest U.S. warehouse retail chains are limiting how much rice customers can buy because of what Sam's Club, a division of Walmart stores, called yesterday recent supply and demand trends. The broader chain of Walmart stores has no plans to. Limit Limit food purchases, however. The move comes uh, as U.S. rice futures hit a record high on global food inflation, although one rice expert said the warehouse chains may be reacting more to stockpiling by restaurants and small stores than to shortages. So, well, perhaps Wall Street, How could it to you? Wall Street <laughs> warns Americans to begin stockpiling food. This is Wall Street. Uh, basically wow, came there you go. He says, load up, load up the pantries. The pantry, <laughs> the pantry, pantry. says Manu Daffertree, one of the Wall Street's top investors and the manager of Quaker Strategic Growth Mutual Fund. I think prices are going to go higher. People are too complacent. They think it isn't going to happen here, but I don't know how the food companies can absorb higher costs. And uh, we just looked at a poll on CNN.com yeah. and saw that 53% of people weren't concerned at all uh, about at whatsoever at all about the uh, uh, you know places running out of rice and not being able to sell them to people. So. Uh, all right, so what well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, I, I, to me, I'm a little concerned just because of the idea of escalation. How much further is this going to go? I mean, I live in America now, and if we're talking about food supplies being, you know, having to ration them, ration them. I mean, we talked last week about maybe uh, buying storable food. Maybe it's a great idea. It's probably an amazing idea. So uh, either way, I'm moving along here, folks, and make of it what you will. Fellow flyers duct taped drunk to his seat after he allegedly attacked a flight attendant, and this to me is good news because it shows. That in this country, we're still willing to protect our fellow man and our fellow woman. Los Angeles, a passenger on a Los Angeles bound jetliner, 
was arrested after the FBI said he drunkenly attacked a flight attendant and was duct taped to his seat by other flyers. Yes, give me the music. Give me that old-time religion bias. An FBI spokeswoman said the Orange County man was arrested on suspicion of interfering with a flight crew when the United Airlines flight from Hong Kong landed at LAX yesterday. Listen, Ben, I love drinking alcohol on planes, but don't you think that's kind of a risk once in a while? I mean, not everybody can hold their booze, but moving on. Airline and uh, airport officials say several passengers struggled with the man after he attacked the attendant. So, I mean, they duct taped this dude to his chair uh, through four. So, good job, America. Um, he's sick. Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, <laughs> thank God we actually, you know, listen, uh, you know, we, we know we know what terrorists with box cutters can do. Oh my goodness! Thank God we can get this drunken man duct taped to his seat. Yeah. And for anybody that didn't know, <laughs> Vice President Dick Cheney is reportedly still on the hunt for Iraqi WMDs. Oh. Get it going, Dick. Never this give up, baby. <laughs> this is what happens. They uh, they get so far behind, they admit their mistakes, and then now they're coming out and saying, no, we were never wrong. So now all the Russian Limbaugh's, they can hand it off to the to Limbaugh's, the Hannity's, and everybody can say, look, they're still looking for WMDs in Iraq. We still don't know if they're not there anymore. And then and all the idiots out there that already profess that they're wrong can go back to themselves psychologically and say, hey, man, there's a chance that I could have been right all along. So <laughs> yeah. let me listen to what's going on right now. Well, you know, you you know all those deaths? It. it was worth it, man. It was worth it. Be fun. Why couldn't, you know, you, think, you, you would think a government that has a Accomplished all of what they've accomplished just in the last seven, eight years alone. You think they would have just planted the effing weapons and said, "Here you go. Here are the, you know, the Scud missiles. I can't go." Through. Well, they, they post pictures of uh, hot air balloon fillers and, and pumps <laughs> yeah. and then claim that they're WMDs. And people are go out there and they go, they share these pictures around and they say, "Hey, these are the WMDs. We found them." Wait, That's what we did. They can convince Colin Powell that there are these mobile units full of these, you know, mass weapons of mass destruction, and they can't. You know, get the people to a couple of pictures, a couple of videos. Saying, Look at these little buses here. I don't. Uh, I just talked to George. Uh, yeah, come on, give me, give me the, give me the show at least. I can't believe that they wouldn't have just staged it like they've staged so many things. I mean, they, yeah. FEMA staged a press conference. You'd think that the government would stage weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, uh, I can't make any sense of it. But anyway, yeah. then. well, we talked about rendition uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, CIA is, is is admitting that they are going to continue rendition programs, which allows torture overseas. They said this publicly, uh, oh, quote-unquote, will continue. Um, so every time we, we send the person to Pakistan or Uzbekistan to get boiled alive, uh, it's it's being allowed to happen by the American people, the yes. Congress, the Senate, and the uh, and the Department of, quote-unquote, defense. Yeah, well, it's a good old American tradition. You know, torture is as American as it gets. So, uh, well, I don't know, folks. Uh, thank you for your participation tonight. Thanks for the calls. I hope you enjoyed Laura Live. We will be back on Tuesday. With more fun and antics and hopefully some better news. But for Ben and Pius, this is Tony Pax of the Animal Farm saying, Dissent in your government is as American as apple pie. Take care. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye.